if you begin to go and explore scripture and kind of go through the Bible and try to look at, hey, this topic of knowing the will of God, the reality is you're going to come up with multiple answers. And you go, I didn't know it was a multiple choice question. But as, as you go to scripture, you're going to, you're going to all of a sudden read a passage and it says, if you want to know the will of God, then do this. And, and you're going to run into another passage that says, hey, you know what? If you're trying to um, listen for the voice of God, then behave like this. And, and you're going to run into another passage that says, you know, if you're really, really serious, then here's what you need to begin to do in your life. And all of a sudden you're going to, well, wait a minute, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, it's confusing. I mean, it seems like there's all sorts of different ideas in Scripture about how to know the will of God. I have to admit to you and say there was a period in my life when this was confusing for me. And then I came to this understanding. The Bible's not telling you and I five different ways to know the will of God. What Scripture is doing is it's giving you and I five different filters in which I'm supposed to take my question and run it through these filters because each time it, it runs through that portion of Scripture, each time I have to answer that question the way the Bible told me to, each time I do that, the will of God gets more and more and more and more defined in my life. And hopefully by the time it comes out the bottom side, I go, you know what, I've got a pretty good idea. I'm pretty sure I've got the parameters of what the will of God is for me. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the next few minutes and just say, what are those filters? Some of this you've heard because the last few weeks we were laying the groundwork. Some of it's new. But we're just going to say, what are those five filters that I have to run every decision, every moment, every action that I'm trying to make sure I have the will of God? How do I do that and how does God use that to let me know his will? Okay, you ready? You're going to want some paper for this. We are going to blaze this together. You're going to get writer's cramp as we go. Okay, so grab a piece of paper, grab a pencil, and grab your Bibles as we get ready to do this. Filter number one. Filter number one. First thing. Okay, now here's the thing you need to know. This is my order. You don't have to do my order. The order is not God-given, but the filters are. So you may change the order, but you can't change the five filters. Okay? So here's number one for me. Here's the first thing I ask when I'm trying to discover the will of God. Number one. Have I been obedient to what God has already told me? Have I been obedient to what God has already told me? Explain this. Here's what, here's what happens in my life. You, you and I become children of God. We become believers. And God begins to say, hey, here's the things I need you to do. And, and so God starts off and he says, hey, you know what? I want you to go to church on a semi-regular basis. That's what I want you to do. And most of us go... I pretty well figured that. I pretty well knew that if I ever gave my life to Jesus and decided to be a Christian, God was going to probably fit church in there somewhere and that that was going to be part of it. I get it. I, I was prepared for that when I made the decision. Then God comes with the next thing. He goes, look, here's the deal. Your, your language is bad. I mean, it's bad. I mean, truck drivers blush when you talk. And uh, I, we need to work on that a little bit. And, and so many of us would go, you know, <laughs> yeah, I knew that one too. I, I, that one is coming and it's a little hard and I've got a habit, but I'm, I'm more than willing. I'm more than willing to deal with that in my life. I, I knew. I knew that's what you were going to do. See, the problem for us is this one. This is the one we were hoping God would overlook. This is the one we were hoping we would be really, really, really old before God remembered this one. 
And, and, and that maybe God had cut us some slack because this one's hard. And so here's what happens. God says, okay, we're going we're gonna to work on that habit. You, you know which one I'm talking about, right? And we're going. And, and he says, I need you to forgive. And we're going, there is no way I'm ready to forgive. And, and God says, I need you to change. And you and I say, there's, there's just no way I'm changing that. So all of a sudden we come to a moment in our lives where we go, God, God, look, look, look. I don't like that one. So here's what I'm thinking. Could we just ignore that for a little while? Could we step past it in your will and somewhere come back and take care of this later? Anybody want to guess God's answer to that question? Not a chance. Because you know what God would say to you and me? You can't do... That one scares you? You don't want to know what the next one looks like. This one you refuse me on? You'll refuse me on the next one. So, do this one. There are Christians sitting in this room today who've been here a long time. See, there are some of us who say, Lynn, man, my, my Christian life has been stagnant for 20 years. I, I, I don't even remember the last time I heard from God in my life. I, I just can't even tell you how unfulfilling my walk with Jesus is. You want the question? What is it that God's already told you to do that you said no? Because until you do this, you won't do next. First question. What is it? What is it that God's already shown me that I've... Have I done it all? Have I already been obedient to everything God's told me so far? God's not going to tell me the rest of His will if I haven't done what He's already told me. Filter number two. Grab your Bibles. Go with me to Psalms chapter 119 for filter number two. And if you're not real familiar, Psalms is like dead smack in the middle of your Bible. Psalms 119. Are you ready for this? Verse 105. Okay? Aren't you glad I didn't ask you to read Psalms? Okay? Yeah, uh, Psalms, Psalms 119 has... Uh, wow, I can't even tell. How many verses is there? How many? 176 verses, dude. That's, that's a major chapter. Anyways, Psalms 119, verse 105. You ready? This is, this is the next filter in discovering the Word of God. Here's what, or in the, the will of God. Here's what it says. Your word, the Bible, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You get what I'm saying? Look, look, look. If I want to know what to do next in my life, I want to figure out what God's will for me is. I use my lamp because the lamp shows me where to put my foot next. Your word is a lamp under my feet. Now, here's the thing. You and I get deeply frustrated because we go, God, why couldn't it be like a halogen floodlight? You know, and I could just see like everything you're going to still... No, no, no. God says, no, 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 no. 
I'll tell you what you need to be told. I'll tell you the next thing in your life. And so scripture comes, and, and don't you love how David said it? Your word is a lamp. It tells me just enough to know where to put my next foot. Just do that. Remember, we just talked the other day, and we said, look, if you won't do what God's already said, then God's not going to show you. Here's the problem. Many of us think that this is a book of good suggestion. It's not. It's the will of God in black and white. See, we, we, we want to say, well, God, God, look, I, I've got stuff. I've got reasons why I can't do that. In other, words, in other words, I get that most of the time this is the will of God, but my life isn't most of the time. So, so we do stuff like this. We go, God, look, look, look. I know scripture says, don't cheat on your wife. But God, you've never met my wife. <laughs> See, and so I'm sitting there and she's... <laughs> and then there's the secretary at work. And I mean, she is amazing. I mean, I walk into the room and her eyes glow. And she's always telling me what a wonderful man I am and how amazing I am. So God, I get it, I get it, I get it. I know I'm not supposed to, but, but God, you don't understand my circumstances. Guys, you know why that secretary thinks you're so wonderful? Because she's not your wife. <laughs> There's a smart man. See, so here's what happens. We, we go, God, 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 I, I know you said to forgive, but God, here's the deal. You couldn't possibly, when you said forgive, been thinking about the person who hurt me. Because the person who hurt me hurt me worse than anybody's ever been hurt. And what they did to me is darker than what anyone has ever done. And so, God, I get it, I get it. As a general rule, I'm supposed to forgive. But I can't forgive that. See, some of us go, well, no, no, God, I know, I know you say that God loves a just balance. But God, you don't understand the climate in which I do business in. You, you don't understand the lies and the corner cutting and all the stuff that it takes within this industry to close a deal. It's not the book of good suggestion. It's the will of God in black and white. And I, you just need to hear this. God's will will never, 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 ever violate Scripture. It won't. You, you don't need to sit there and I go, Dear God, I'm thinking about lying. What do you think? <laughs> don't even pray about that. You already got the answer. Will of God. Okay? Number one. Have I already been obedient to everything that God asked? Number two, what does Scripture say about that topic? Number three, grab your Bibles again, 1 John. And 1 John's going to be almost in the back of your Bible. It's not the normal John, this is 1 John. It's little John in the back of your Bible. 1 John, almost to the back, keep going. If you get to maps, turn around. You've gone too far. 1 John, chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, verse 6. Here's what it says. 
whoever, whoever claims to live in him, that's Jesus. So anybody who says, I'm a follower of Christ, I've made this decision in my life, I've asked him to be my savior, anybody who claims to be in him, you ready? Must walk as Jesus did. You get that, right? It's just simply saying this. Look, when you, when you got a decision to make, when you got to decide what to do next, just do what Jesus would do next. You got to respond to someone who's hurt you. You got to respond to someone who's been unfair. Just respond the way Jesus responded to someone who hurt him and was unfair. You got to decide whether to be generous or not. Just be as generous as Jesus would be. You got to decide whether to discipline your children. Just discipline the way that Jesus would have disciplined his children. Now, some of you are going, well, just do what Jesus would do? Isn't that a bracelet? (laughs) Long before it was a bracelet. It's a principle in discovering the will of God. And God simply just says this, look, just, just do whatever my son would have done if he were you, dating the person you're dating, working where you're working. Just do what he would do if he were you. I know some of you are going, Lynn, there's a, how, how in the world do you live like... I mean, how do you do that? I mean, wasn't Jesus kind of radical? Yeah. Yeah. Just do that. Just live with the same abandon, the same out-on-the-edge love and truth and honesty and integrity that he lived. And, and guys, here's the answer at the end of the day. You and I will never do this perfectly. You and I are lucky to navigate a couple hours doing this well. But you just need to know that in the heart of God, the heart of God says, just try. Just try. Men. Some some of you guys look at this. Ever been out walking? You're walking along and out of the corner of your eye, you happen to see your child. And, and as you're walking along, have a, you see your, and your child's doing this. Trying to walk in your steps. What does that do to your heart? You realize this is exactly what God just said. Just try. Just try and walk in Jesus' steps. Because the same thing it does in your heart to see your child trying to do that. It does to the heart of God when you and I try to live like Jesus. Number one, am I being obedient to everything I know? Number two, what does Scripture say? Number three, what would Jesus do if he had the moment to live that I have to live? Number four, grab your Bibles one more time. Screen number four, filter number four. John, the real John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. John chapter 5. Chances are you have never seen this filter before, never understood this filter before, yet it's an amazingly helpful filter for your life. John chapter 5. Okay, do we have any young people in the room? Young people? No. You're a hundred, man. What are you doing? Sheesh. Not young in heart. Come on. Yep, yep. Who else? I need one more. Right there. Come on. 
I don't care. Whichever one's happy, wants to do it. All right, all right. Here we go. Let's do it. Okay. She's going, Mom, I hate you. You're making me come up here. All right, come on. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Let's have you come over here and sit down. And you stand right here. Okay, now, yeah, just sit right there. Okay, for the next few minutes, just be there and be embarrassed. Okay? <laughs> All those people are looking at you, but they're nice. Okay? All right, no, I'm, okay, here we go, real quick. Here's what it says. You ready? John chapter 5, verse 19. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The Son, talking about Jesus, the Son, capital S, can do nothing by Himself. He can, ready for this? Only, get that word, only do what He sees His Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Jesus said, look, 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 when I'm trying to figure out the will of God in my life, I simply look around to see what God is doing, and then I join Him in doing it. It's a totally new principle for some of us. I simply look around to see what my Heavenly Father is doing, and then I do it. I don't even have to ask. I don't have to pray about it, Jesus says. If God's doing it, I figure He wants me doing it too. Let's see if I can help. (laughs) Dig. Okay, good. All right, good. Your job is sit. Okay? This is a government construction crew. Oh, okay. What's your name? Sabrina. Sabrina. Okay. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Dingle your legs. Okay. While Sabrina is digging, okay, here's what you're going to do. Here's what you're going to do. You've got to say this really loud. I wonder what Sabrina would like for me to do. I wonder what Sabrina would like for me to do. While I'm waiting... While I'm waiting. I think I'll eat lunch. I think I'll eat lunch. Okay. Look at her really mean. Okay. Really loud. While I'm waiting to figure out what Sabrina wants me to do. While I'm waiting. uh, To figure out. What Sabrina wants me to do. I think I'll pick my teeth. I think I'll pick my teeth. <laughs> Look at her double mean. <laughs> While I'm waiting. While I'm waiting. To figure out. To figure out. What Sabrina wants me to do. What Sabrina wants me to do. I think I'll clean my fingernails. I think I'll clean my fingernails. When's the last time... Oh, never mind. Look at her really mean again. Turn to Sabrina. Hey, Sabrina, just wonder, is there anything you want me to do? Uh, Sabrina, is there anything that you want me to do? Hit her with the shovel. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. You were almost too fast there. Okay. Go. You guys are done. Get it, get it. All right, give him a hand. Go. That's it. Come on. You get what Jesus was just teaching? Jesus was going, guys, 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 guys. 
How many times in our life do we sit around going, boy, I wonder what the will of God for me is. And while you and I are cleaning our fingernails, God's over here working. What do you think the answer is? If God's digging holes, He wants you and me to go dig holes with Him. And so what I have to do, what you have to do, and what Jesus is teaching, and the guys, this, this changes things if you figure it out. He's just simply saying, look, when you see God working, you don't have to pray about that. Because the answer is God wants you to do what He's doing. And so if God's over here convicting men and women about sin, if God's over here changing people's lives, if God's over here causing baby Christians to become strong Christians, guess what God wants you to do? Join Him. Help. Dig the hole. You don't have to ask. He surely doesn't want you to sit around cleaning your fingernails. Dig the hole. It's what Jesus said. If you see God working, don't ask. Grab a shovel. And the only reason, the only time that's not the right answer is if God's already got you digging here. See, if God's already placed you in a place where He's changing lives and convicting the hearts of men and women and causing baby Christians to become strong Christians, if He's already got you digging, then stay where you're digging. But if you're sitting on the side going, boy, I wonder where God wants me to be, go where He's working. Jesus said, I can only do what I already see the Father doing already. Last one. Prayer. Pray. And some of you are going, whoa, 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 Lynn. Prayer is number five. Prayer is the last. No, for me, prayer is number five. Because here's what I'm thinking. I honestly believe the first four filters are easier. They're simpler. And to be honest, I don't think the first four require prayer. See, here's the deal. I, I don't have to sit there and go, hey, dear God, I'm wondering, should I lie? I don't have to pray about that. I don't have to say, hey, dear, you know, dear God, should I cheat? I don't have to ask. I don't have to go, you know, if I go, what would Jesus do? And if the answer is Jesus would go and help that person, I've got the answer, right? And prayer is what I do when I've gone through the first four filters and go, I still don't know. And I believe that prayer actually is one of the harder moments to navigate, but one of the essential moments to navigate. Let, let me see if I can explain why. Grab your Bibles one last time. This is it. Matthew, it's going to be a little bit to the left. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. But guess what he's teaching? In the midst of teaching them how to pray, he's telling them, here's how you find the will of God. You remember that prayer? Our Father which art in heaven. Remember that prayer? We all heard it. We all know it. We just breeze over it. In the middle of that prayer, here's what it says. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Verse 10, Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Your kingdom come, your, next word, will, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I'm just, how do you think God's will is carried out in heaven? See, I'm, I'm just thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, God just begins to say whatever it is that God once done. I think the angels spring into action. I think they throw on their super angel capes and run to meet the request of God before he even finishes saying what it is he wants. I think that's how the will of God happens in heaven. How does the will of God happen in earth? Now you know the angels are going, are you kidding me? Now here's one of the, here's one of the things you and I have got to navigate when we get to this moment of prayer. 
you realize that when I begin to pray, there, there's the perfect will of God, right? In other words, there, there's the thing that God wants to do. It's the thing that God says, boy, if, if we're going to do this my way, this is how we're going to do it. You realize there's things that are outside the will of God, right? In other words, there's things that God just says, I will not let that happen. I'm God and I'm bigger and, I'm, and I will not let that happen. But you realize there's also another thing called the permissive will of God. In other words, things that God says, it's not my perfect will. That's not how I would have chosen to do that, but I'm willing. If that's how you really want it, I'm willing. Think of it like a bowling alley. There's a gutter. There's a gutter. This is the alley. And God simply says, look, my perfect will, let's roll strikes. You want to listen to my perfect will? You want to do this the way I planned? Let's just sit here and roll strikes all day long. But what he says is, you and I can ask. You and I can say to God, God, no, 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 no. I don't like that. I don't want to do it that way. And you and I can actually appeal to God and say to God, let's roll spares. And Scripture says, you ready for this? That prayer changes things. And that there are actually moments in our lives when we appeal to God through prayer in which God says, okay, I would have rolled strikes, but you asked me for spares. Okay. Not going to do that. Okay. Matter of fact, I'm convinced in my life that some of the most disappointing moments in my life are when God answered my request. You ever done that? You ever prayed for something that maybe you shouldn't have prayed for? Said, God, 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 give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And he gave it to you. And then he said, oh, yuck. Ever prayed for a car? God, give me that. Oh, I've, I've got to have that car. If you give me that car, God, I'll be the envy of the women's chauffeur society bus thing for kids. And, and they'll all be like, you know... It's got the right emblem on the back, and it's the newest thing, and the doors, you know. And then you get the car, and the payment's crazy, and you're going, God, why'd you give me this car? (laughs) Ever had God answer your prayer and wish He hadn't? Because you realize God says, no, 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 I was trying to roll strikes. You asked me for a spare. And, and, and if you'd gone my way, it would have been different. And, but you asked for your way, and so now we're going to do it different, and you're going to have to learn some things, and it's going to be a little harder than I would have made it. But a couple of years back, I, Lisa and I bought a house. I prayed. I said, God, 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 give us that house. That's the coolest house. Big old honking house payment. And Lisa and I spent a couple of years going from hand to mouth, man. I mean, just barely making payments. All of a sudden, I was praying, God, take away the house. Take away the house. Take away the house. <laughs> Ever gotten what you asked for? Now, guys, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you I've got this thing totally figured out. But a, a while back, me and some friends were praying for a friend of ours who was in the hospital dying. And we were just saying, God, no, 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 don't let him die. Don't let him die. Heal him. Don't let him die. And the doctors were saying, guys, is it done? it's done. And we were praying, no, 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 God, don't let him die. He didn't die. Before he was in the hospital, 
This guy was a remarkable man of God. I mean, just a remarkable, neat, neat, neat guy. Unbelievable testimony in his life. After the hospital, he made some decisions that were absolutely dark, that wounded and hurt and literally destroyed the testimony of his entire life. And guys, I don't know, I don't, I'm, I'm not telling you, I, I'm just, see, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if in that moment that God in his grace was saying, I'm, I'm going to take this guy home. See, I'm, I'm rolling a strike here. And I'm going to spare you what would have happened next. So I'm just going to take him home. He's not going to do that. We're just going to not let anyone go through that. And that I and my friends said, no, 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 God, don't do that. Do this. And that God in turn said, okay, it's not what I had planned. But if that's what you want to do, it's going to be a little harder. It's going to hurt more. But okay. Well, you realize Jesus just said, no, 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 no. Don't pray that way. Matter of fact, Jesus said, pray differently when you're looking for the will of God. Don't tell God what he needs to do for you. Instead, you ought to pray like that. You ought to say, hey, God, look, look, here's what I would like. But I want to roll strikes. So at the end of the day, let's do what you were going to do. Let's do whatever the strike is in this. I'm telling you I'd like that person. I'm telling you I'd like that car. I'm telling you I'd like that. But at the end of the day, let's do here on earth what they do in heaven. And that's called listen to you. Now, some of you are sitting here right now, you're going, whoa, Lynn, five filters, come on. I mean, wouldn't this be so much easier if God just spoke audibly to us? I mean, you said that's not what, but what, what, why doesn't God just tell us what it is? We're doing the whole five filter thing and it, it seems hard and confusing and a lot of work. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. And remember we said to each other, we looked each other in the eyes and said, your God loves the chase. And your God loves when you pursue Him and His will. Which simply means this. That if I'm going to know the will of God, i got to get ready to chase. i got to put on my running shoes and say, God, I am going to chase you, chase you, chase you, chase you. And I'm going to begin to use these filters in my life. I'm going to ask myself, hey, what is it that I already know that I'm not doing in my life? That I haven't obeyed and I'm I'm going to begin to obey that. Because I'm not going to let that thing keep me from the will of God and that thing to stagnate my life. And I'm going to say to God, what does your word already say? I don't need to pray about that. I don't need to question that. I simply need to do whatever it is that your word has said to do. And I'll run all of my decisions through the filter of your word. And then when a moment comes and it's confusing, God, I'll, I'll just ask... If Jesus had this moment to live, how would he live it? What would Jesus do if he were me?
I'll say, where do I see God working? What is it that I see God doing in this world already? Because I I know even before I ask that God's going to want me to join Him in simply doing that. And then finally, I'll pray. And I'll say, God, I know what I want and I know what I wish. But more than that, I want what you want and I wish what you wish. So God, let's just roll some strikes together and let's do your will and not my will. Because in the end, God, it's not about my glory. It's about yours. So let's just simply do that.